listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 298, entitled Interview with Andrew Tucker from Fresh Cuts Lawn Maintenance. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys send through, and those all-important iTunes reviews. I really do appreciate you guys uh, who have taken the time to do that uh, in doing that for me. Uh, so uh, this week's episode, we have another uh, interview lined up for you guys as part of my uh, winter interview series. Uh, and this week, it's with uh, Andrew Tucker. So I'd like to uh, welcome Andrew Tucker from Fresh Cuts Lawn Maintenance to the show. Hey, Andrew, how's it going? Hey, Julio. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, taking the time uh, and coming onto the podcast. Uh, I appreciate it uh, as well. Uh, so let's dive right into uh, the question. So maybe uh, let's start off by uh, you telling us a bit about yourself and your business. Well, uh, my name is Andrew Tucker, as you said. Uh, I am located in Texas, uh, just kind of a little bit north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. And th- this is... This will be my second full year in business. I started a little bit part-time initially, and then I got going full-time last year, which uh, I guess was a kind of a weird time to start a business during the COVID yeah. situation, but <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know that was going to happen at the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, my, uh, my son, I got a five-year-old son, and a few years ago, he got a haircut, and he said that he got a fresh cut. Okay. And that's kind of, I was at the time I was kind of trying to think of a name. I was just beginning to start my business, get get everything going. And I was like, Hey, that could be my, my lawn care name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that works really, really well. And I want to get into that whole, um, side of, uh, branding, uh, and, and how you're kind of, uh, doing it with your business. Cause that's definitely what stood out to me. Uh, just, you know, scrolling through Instagram and seeing your, uh, company's profile and stuff. It was like, wow, like this guy is totally unique. Like he's, you know, you're all, everybody's always looking for ways to stand out, but we'll get into that, uh, in a little bit. Uh, so, uh, is lawn care your uh, main uh, income now, or is it uh, still just like a side hustle? Yeah, it's it's my main income now, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I never thought it would actually be on main income, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it. So awesome! So, what first attracted you to the lawn care industry and made you want to start your own business? Well. uh, as a kid, like growing up, I used to mow the lawn, you know, at home and Mm -hmm. my mom would take me over to my grandparents' house and I would mow the lawn there and, you know, get a few bucks. And, uh, I I did that over the years and always enjoyed it. And when I was about 14 or 15, I had a guy uh, that lived across the street from me and he had a lawn care business and me and a few of the neighborhood kids would, you know, work there during the summers and, uh, after high school, uh, one of my friends, their parents worked at a local college where I lived and said, Hey, you know, we're looking for a groundskeeper here if you're interested. And 
it's like, yeah, I mean, I like doing that, so let's do it. And, you know, I've kind of always been involved in lawn care in some way and actually had a small lawn care business um, going through. I was, when I went to college for a firefighter paramedic and going through college, I had a little lawn care business then. So, oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, in your business, uh, you said uh, last year was your first uh, full year. Um, are you a one-man operation, or do you have any employees? Yeah, no employees. It's just me right now. So. Okay, very cool. Uh, so this next uh, question is one of my uh, all-time favorite questions that I love asking uh, law entrepreneurs, and that is um, you know, because when I ask somebody who runs a business, I always get a different answer. But when I ask... Uh, somebody who works a nine-to-five job, the answer usually tends to be the same to this question. And that is, uh, Andrew, how would you define success? Success, um, you know, I think at the, the simplest definition maybe is just if you have a goal and you reach that goal, then that's success. However, I think to be successful, you know, it's it's all the little things that you do to reach that goal that, you know, kind of behind the scenes things and people that don't always see, you know, all the little things that you're doing from day to day to actually reach that goal and to obtain, you know, the freedom or or whatever it is that you're looking for. To me, it's more to, you know, have the, have the ability to work for myself and not have a boss and, you know, make my own hours, uh, just kind of do things the way I want to do them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. And that's awesome. Another uh, completely uh, different answer from uh, another entrepreneur. So, uh, again, that's why I love that uh, question. And usually when I ask, uh, you know, people that work a nine to five job, it ends up being something like uh, money is, uh, you know, having lots of money is what uh, defines success. Uh, But for uh, business owners, it's always a very different answer. So uh, that's awesome. Um, So last year, uh, being your first year, and like you said, um, you know, with COVID happening, Um, you know, that's pretty, uh, crazy accomplishment, um, to, uh, you know, it's hard enough for people to start a business on a good year. Um, never mind one with crazy, uh, you know, pandemic happening and lots of different, uh, rules and, um, you know, lockdowns and things happening all over the, the countries. Um, so how, uh, did you find, um, and I guess this would be different because you're you're starting a new business, so it was all new to you. Um, but how was it with dealing with COVID too? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it definitely you know, was a curveball for me because I had the year the year prior. I was just kind of getting going and doing a few odds and end jobs here and there, and uh, I was looking forward to getting everything ready to start full time in 2020 and getting everything in line, getting my truck ready, getting the equipment that I needed and getting, you know, what advertising I want to try to do. And it seems like right, right as the season was about to get here is when everything hit. And I had a few customers, new customers that year and everybody was so scared initially. It's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Andrew, I, I, we're going to be home, you know, and and we're just going to take care of this ourselves for now. And maybe we'll reach back out to you later on. And, you know, so some people started kind of dropping me over it. And so it was pretty scary. I I didn't really know 
you know, there were so many unknowns at the time. I didn't really know what to expect. So, um, yeah, it was definitely challenging. And, you know, a few months, once it got a few months out of that, you know, people started kind of easing up and a couple of people actually called me back and said, Hey, we want you to go ahead and continue. We're okay with it now. And so that was good, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a rough start. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was, um, I would say pretty similar, uh, with me too. everybody, you know, right in the beginning, you just don't know what to expect. And, you know, these shutdowns are happening and things like that. And, uh, I had a customer cancel, um, because of them losing their job, uh, and stuff. And then, um, you know, I thought, well, here comes, you know, the start of the storm. And, uh, in the end, it only ended up being the one customer that, uh, dropped and, uh, the rest of the year ended up being very, very good. Did, how did you find the rest of your year? Uh, once things kind of settled down. Um, yeah, once things settled down, uh, it was definitely a lot smoother and people were reaching out more and I kind of felt like maybe, you know, nobody knew who I was initially. So I mean, if, I feel like if I would have had a couple years already and people were more comfortable with me, it would have been maybe a little bit easier to get more customers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, as, as things eased up and, you know, I started getting a few more phone calls there, so. Okay. Very, very cool. Um, so just to give us a sense of, uh, the size properties that you maintain, maybe speak about, um, you know, that, your typical sort of property, uh, and what type of equipment you're using, uh, to manage those properties. Sure. So, uh, most of my properties are, um, you know, they're all of my properties are residential and they're, they're about anywhere from, 7,000 square foot to, I think my biggest one is about 20,000 square foot. Okay. I used to have a two acre property, uh, initially, but that that was just a little bit too big for my equipment. I I could do it fine, but the time it took me was a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of narrowed it down to keep it under 20,000 square foot or so, but, uh, yeah. And my equipment, I have, uh, a Toro push mower, 21 inch okay. uh, commercial with the Kawasaki engine on there. I forget yep. what model it is exactly, but I have the right 36 standard, which I know a lot of people have that is pretty popular mower. And it, it saves me so much time on these properties that normally you would push mow, but you can get in there with a little mower and it's, mm-hmm. just, it's great. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then I have, uh, let's see an echo weed eater, a steel weed eater, the FS 94 R, um, I do have an Echo Edger, which I usually use Weed Eater for edging. I don't use the Edger too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got a few blowers and okay. you know just the basic yeah. hand tools and whatnot. Yeah, so mainly residential. Um, are you dealing with? Uh, I know well, um, my friend um, there that a lot of people know, David Ovando, uh, the Mower Man on uh, Instagram, uh, is out there in Texas as well. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's always talking about uh, you know showing his uh, mowers getting through all the gates that he's got. So many uh, you know gated yeah. uh, properties up. Is that what you're dealing with too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah everybody's. You know, I think in uh, some areas that people have, like, no fences. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, and it's like here, that's not common at all. Like, you you don't, it's not common to see people without a fence. Okay, yeah. And everybody has little bitty gates, and there's no way that you're getting bigger than a 36-inch in these gates. So Mm -hmm. a lot of mine, like, I have an inch to spare maybe to get this mower in there, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely uh, similar uh, to me. I see sometimes like, uh, you know, Brian's lawn maintenance uh, out in Michigan mowing and he's got these properties that are like, mm-hmm. just like you said, like no fences, no gates. Oh, and yeah. he's going back oh, and forth with the, with the big laser Z and stuff. And uh, I'm like, nope, not happening where I'm at. Like everybody's got a fence. Everybody's got a gate. Um, right. You know, I guess it's just the look of the draw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, more, I guess, as you get more into the the city uh, type, uh, you know, neighborhoods and things like that, there might be uh, more uh, gates and stuff like that. Um, do you offer uh, any services that are not lawn care or landscaping related, like maybe pressure washing or window cleaning in your business? Um, no, I don't. It's just all all lawn care related. So only thing I really do is just mowing and maintenance. Uh, I'll do some garden bed work and then also do hedges. Oh, okay. Okay. Very, very cool. Um, have you, um, uh, considered adding any other services to your business? I have. Um, and I think maybe I will try to add more services once I establish myself a little bit, but right now, especially just, being a newer company, I'm uh, it's really just trying to focus in on a few specific services and then try to build from there. Okay. Which maybe other people do different ways. Uh, it's just kind of what I thought may, may be best to do. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, now, you mentioned that uh, currently you have all residential uh, properties. Have you uh, ever uh, done a commercial property? Is it something that's on your radar? Um, well, several years back, um, this is, I mean, this is probably like 10 years ago when I told you I had, a um, a little lawn care business on the side there. Yeah. I, I had one resi- uh, commercial property then and, uh, initially starting out now, I thought that, you know, I, I want to do both commercial and residential. Um, as I've gotten more into it and, you know, listen to people who have done both or just do one or the other and hear their sides i'm kind of leaning towards just sticking to residential especially since i don't have any commercial right now anyways but Mm -hmm. as far as like bidding bidding on the commercial properties and you know them looking for cheaper prices from year to year and you don't know if you're going to be dropped i I kind of feel like residential people are you know they're more loyal to the company than Mm -hmm. a commercial would be more stable yeah that's how i find it um, as well. I know there's uh, lots of guys that I've interviewed that um, prefer the commercial work for uh, one reason or another. Uh, but for me, I just find it more um, more stable on the residential side uh, that yeah. uh, once you find those uh, good customers and you build those relationships, um, you know, I've got right, customers right. that I've had for years and years and years. And it's, uh, you know, another companies can come and knock on their door and drop off flyers and stuff. And they're not switching because it's that relationship um, and that trust right. and stuff. And, um, you know, if you do lose, like, uh, you know, even uh, this year, I've had uh, uh, two or three cancellations already um, for before the beginning of the season of, you know, customers I've had for a few years, but it's all been due to them moving away to, you know, places that I'm not servicing. Um, So that happens, but it's not as big of a hit on your income than some big, huge commercial contract um, that could, you know, be like 20% of your income or something like that. Um, So it's just a, you know, a residential property and you can uh, replace that, um, you know, not too, uh, too bad. So I think we're on the same uh, wavelength there. Um, 
<laughs> so this next question, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to take a quick break for our first uh, ad. Almost uh, forgot to do that. And then uh, we'll get back into it uh, right okay. after this. So stay tuned. At Xmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. Okay, so this next question uh, is one that um, kind of gives guys pause for thought when I uh, ask them. Uh, sometimes it uh, takes them a little bit uh, to think about. Uh, and that is, <clears throat> uh, share with us a time you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. Man, well, uh, you know, I haven't been in business super long. And yep. I, I think the main struggle that really sticks out to me is what we were talking about earlier is the COVID situation, just starting out with a new yep. company during that time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was times where it's like, you know, how long is this going to go on? You know, are, are people going to start mowing their lawn themselves? Is, are people going to, you know, start working from home more, which I think that's happened, but not to the extent maybe to what I was worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that was, that was a big struggle in itself. Yeah. Uh, just not knowing what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, being that I wasn't established, an established company already, I, I felt that I was going to be kind of left in the dust with, you know, people that companies that are out there that people know of and trust already. So. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I was thinking that too uh, when I, as I was asking the question that, uh, uh, knowing that you've only been in business uh, really that one full year and uh, COVID was obviously the standout uh, thing. But um, the interesting thing about that with you um, is that, uh, you know, for guys that have been in business, you know, many years, uh, you know, COVID hits and it's kind of like, like, oh no, like, you know, what's going on? How do we get through this? That sort of thing. Um, with you being a new business and that being your first year and getting through that, that must really sort of light the fire under you. That it's like, like if I could get through a worldwide pandemic on my first year in business, I can get over anything. Like nothing is, is going to stand yeah. in my way, right? Um, it, it definitely did. Yeah, that's, uh, I can just see like how that could, you know, be a benefit, uh, just for the long term uh, viability uh, of your uh, business. Um, what is your, you know, after being um, doing this for one full year, and you had that sort of side business before, what is your favorite thing uh, that you'd say about being self employed? And my favorite thing by far is just not having a boss and being able to work under the conditions and like uh, doing things like how I want to do them and just making my own schedule. And, you know, if I want to do this one day, that's what I'm going to do. And I don't have to refer to somebody else to see what needs to be done. It's how I decide what needs to be done. And it's just, it's great waking up every day and knowing that you're in control of what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, so in what ways do you market your business? 
and share your number one marketing tip. Well, I've tried, uh, I've done some Facebook ads. Um, obviously, flyers, I think that's a pretty common one, putting flyers on people's doors, um, business cards, also advertised on the Nextdoor app. I know that's pretty popular with a lot of the guys. Okay. And, uh, um, and also, probably my biggest one, I have a website and then also Google my business, yep. which I think has been the best one for me. Yep. And as far as a, a, a tip, I would say posting on Google business consistently and constantly. Okay. And getting reviews on there. I, I found that posting pictures, just kind of treating it like a social media and just posting pictures. You know, if you mow a lawn, take a picture, put it on there. Mm-hmm. And it, it tends to gather. You can see the view count on the Google My Business. And I found that the more pictures I post, the more the view count goes up. Okay. And most of my customers have found me through Google. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a probably the most important thing that you can do uh, this day and age is make sure you get uh, Google My Business set up uh, for uh, your business, mm-hmm. something I've been talking about for many uh, years uh, for people. Um, have you found, how do you go about um, uh, with the customer reviews uh, with that? Um, I talked about recently on another episode how, um, you know, I had a, a negative or like a one-star review pop up with no description. Mm-hmm. It was just a one-star from somebody I don't even know. I don't know their their name. I don't know, you know, anything about them. They just put in a one-star review and I went to hit the like, you know, kind of review this review sort of uh, or dispute this review sort of thing, but nothing happens. They just leave it up and say it's been reviewed and it's fine. And it's like, okay, well, how come I can't really, there's no mechanism to say why you don't think this is a real review or, or what? Um, so then I thought, okay, well, the only way I can sort of, uh, you know, deal with this is to maybe, you know, go out and ask my customers to leave reviews. Um, so I reached out to customers and they, sure enough, you know, my good customers started to leave reviews, but then I started seeing that some of the reviews were disappearing and it was like, what the heck's going on? Uh, and then I started doing some research and stuff. And I guess if you get too many reviews all at once or something like that, then Google thinks they're fake and takes them off. I'm like, are you kidding me? So like a, a fake, a real fake review is allowed on there, but reviews from my real customers that I service for years, you guys are taken off. Like it makes no <laughs> Have you had yeah. have you had any uh, sort of uh, noticed anything like that, or how do you go about asking uh, customers for reviews? Well, uh, just to touch on something that you made me think of there, uh, going back to when I first started and the COVID situation was real big, yep. it also affected Google too. So people that would post reviews, they wouldn't show up for months because Google was so behind or not working or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so on top of being a new company, like I didn't have any reviews because they weren't getting posted until months later. So, but, um, yeah, as far as getting reviews, I just simply asked my customers, I talked to them and say, you know, Hey, I just wanted to touch base with you on how your yard's doing. Are you happy with what I'm doing? Is there anything that, you know, you feel I could be doing better, you know, and and they usually come back and say, you know, everything's great. And that, you know, if, if there's, telling you to your face everything's great and i mean just hey if if it is great do you mind leaving a review yeah and i would really appreciate it it helped help me out and you know if they come back and say something you know i wish this this and this was better 
Well, obviously, if you would ask them for a review, it might not have been so great. I mean, you, you have a chance to fix a problem if you have one. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. That's great advice. Um, something to uh, definitely uh, think about is have that conversation first and then um, kind of uh, feel it out. And obviously, if they're super happy with your uh, service and stuff, then, uh, you know, they're more likely to uh, leave that uh, good review for them. Um, so, Right. I think something, a lot of great tips there on your marketing methods, uh, things that can help uh, a lot of guys starting out. Um, but there's, uh, you know, something I wanted to uh, talk about, and that's obviously what uh, stood out to me when I saw your business for the first time. Uh, and something that you're doing uh, quite uniquely in your business that you don't see uh, anybody else do. Um, and we all, you know, uh, see those uh, lawn care businesses come into uh, town each and every year with the brand new shiny, uh, you know, pickup truck uh, right off the lot. Uh, and uh, you went in an absolute opposite direction with your business. Um, you went with an older truck, but not just an older truck. You went with a vintage truck and you made... Uh, this truck just stand out from the crowd that it can be spotted from miles away. Um, and I think it's absolutely brilliant uh, what you've done um, in terms of that. So let's talk about, uh, you know, it's an either an older GMC or, or Chevy truck. Um, speak to that. Like, how did you decide that, you know, instead of a, you know, regular you know, new half-ton truck uh, or, you know, slightly used half-ton truck that you would start your business using a vintage truck. Uh, how was, how did you come about doing that? Well, um, I think I've always just, you know, this is a person I've, I've always liked to be different and stand out a little bit. Um, and I've always been, always have like a fairly creative side to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, as I was first getting the idea to actually start a lawn care company, you know, I think, I think I just had Googled, you know, uh, try to get more information. Like, how should I start a company? And started coming across, I didn't even realize that there was videos about this, or that there was such a, such an online uh, community of the lawn care. And I came across, uh, I think it was Brian's lawn maintenance, actually. Mm-hmm. I came across one of his videos and, he was talking about marketing and, and whatnot. And he, he said, you know, one of the most important things is to have people see your company and to keep thinking about your company. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, how could I do that? How could I uh, stand out from all the other competition, all the other trucks driving around, newer trucks, like you said. And mm-hmm. I've always been a car guy and a truck guy and into hot rods and stuff. And, um, I just, I started thinking like, well, what could I do that would be just so different? And when my son, I mentioned to you earlier, he said he had a fresh cut and yep. he came up with the name fresh cuts on maintenance. And that I kind of came up with the logo of fresh cuts. Oh, oh, I could add a, a barber pole and I could, I, I could stand out like that mm-hmm. just cause it's a barber pole. Right? And I was like, man, that's just, that's not enough to me. I want, what, how else could I stand up and stand out rather than, um, I started thinking, well, if I had a, a old school looking logo, then it's not going to look good on a new truck. 
Mm-hmm. And so then that's when the idea clicked. Why do, why do I have to get a new truck? Why don't I get an old truck? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that all came about. And uh, I just started looking at different um, <clears throat> vehicles that I thought, you know, would just really just catch the eye driving down the road and uh, came across those uh 3,100 Chevy trucks, and I really liked them, and so they're really popular, you know, you see, like, designs, like, Christmas cards, they have little trucks like that on there, and yep. yeah, that's kind of how that, that all came about, so I purchased one on eBay, and it was kind of a rust bucket, but it had a V8 engine on it already, which is something that it was important to have, you know, I didn't want one with the original engine, or I wouldn't be pulling the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got that truck and it turned out to be kind of a piece of junk and I ended up having to rebuild the engine in it. And then I, I, uh, painted it myself with, you know, I just got some spray paint and, uh, painted it and it turned out pretty good. I was, I was pretty surprised. I, I, I started out thinking, you know, I'll, I'll just paint one fender and see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I have my whole truck painted and so. Yeah, it's it's like just catches your eye, um, and like I said, you know, it's it's not a perfect truck. When you know when you see the the pictures up, you know, if there's a close up or something, you can see there's little imperfections here mm-hmm. and there. But from far away, it oh, looks yeah. like it's a completely restored, like vintage. Uh, yeah. It's so shiny, like the paint turned out great um, uh, for what it is. And then you you so you pick this color scheme uh, on top of it. So you didn't you didn't do some drab like all black or um, you know just some boring color. You did bright orange mm-hmm. for the fenders yeah. and for the doors and the side panels uh, because on those old old trucks uh, for guys that aren't kind of familiar you have to think about you know these so what year's the truck again it's a 1949. So a 1949 truck. So you got to remember, uh, if you're listening to this, like these are the vehicles that have like the big fenders that are sticking out. They're out of the sides and it sort of like has running boards. And uh, then, you know, the, the truck is a bit more compact in the middle with the, the fenders kind of sticking out the sides and stuff. So he's got the fenders in this bright orange and the rest of the truck is in this uh, cream color. Uh, it just looks so sharp so vintage and then you painted the trailer orange um and it it just looks fantastic and then i even noticed like like pictures i kind of clued in um this morning going through your instagram profile as well and seeing even some of like the still equipment on there um and that kind of color matches like the orange with and even though it's Mm -hmm. like a gray uh on the still but it kind of matches that sort of uh, orange and and um, cream kind of color that you have going on there um and right. the whole rig together is just phenomenal. Like you put that beside every other lawn care company, you know, you line them up uh, 10, 15 different companies side by side. That's the one that's going to draw people's attention is that 1949 truck with that trailer yeah. behind it. It's like, it's uh, to me, marketing genius, brilliance. Um, yeah. And driving around town, it's like people are constantly like, thumbs up and or they have their phones out they're taking pictures or taking videos as i drive by and so it's 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 yeah it is great marketing it's it's free so yeah that's it's awesome and then you know you you took it a bit further and i know you said you mentioned you have like a, a bit of a creative side uh to yourself um but it totally shows because everything from 
color choices to the logo with that, you know, old school uh, barber shop uh, pole uh, there. Mm-hmm. It just, it all works. It's all stuff from, you know, uh, barbers and things were very popular that time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how did that, um, was it just something like you thought about the truck and then uh, the name and it kind of all, was it just a coincidence that it kind of all clicked together um with that and like for you guys listening if you're if you you need to get over to his instagram and check out these photos if you're not familiar with him uh right away and you'll know exactly uh, what we're talking about but like did it all just you know come together and, and and click together or was it a coincidence that you know you kind of went all through this whole like 50s type vibe yeah well um you know i've always liked antiques and like older stuff and just always been drawn to it and coming up with the fresh cuts logo of the barber pole and making it look kind of more old school i just felt like it needed to match i mean needed to be on an old vehicle to match the logo so Mm -hmm. and then coming up with the orange color reason why i went orange is you know i wanted you even if you weren't directly looking at it say if you're driving down the road if a bright orange vehicle passes your peripheral, it's going to catch your eye. And yep. that's, that's really what I was going for, to just for people to see something bright orange and turn and look. And fresh cuts, like the word fresh, to me, it's orange, bright, and like orange, you think of summer, fresh, you know? Yeah. And that's just kind of how I came up with orange. And then, you know, the cream color, the white, you said, and I just thought that that looked more old. This this having it all orange is a little bit much, I thought. So I think the two-tone with the cream and orange color just looks better. Yeah, oh, it looks phenomenal. It's so... I'm a huge fan of that two-tone sort of look. Um, and I know, like, a, mm-hmm. a lot of what you're th- relating to as far as, you know, people taking pictures and thumbs up and stuff. Um, I'm a huge, um, you know, old car uh, fan. I grew up... My whole family had old... Um, muscle cars and things like that. Um, and when I got out of high school, um, I kind of went away from the muscle cars and went towards Volkswagens, old vintage Volkswagens and, uh, had an, uh, Oh yeah, those are cool. Yeah. I had, a picked up a 63 beetle, um, and I completely did a full resto on it, but I did it in the, uh, like the aqua sort of green, but it had the white uh, cream inserts in the doors and stuff, very similar to your trucks. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of that sort of two tone with the sort of sticking out fenders and that, you know, base color and then the doors and stuff in the sort of vintage, uh, you know, cream type color. Um, and, you know, you know, the thumbs up and the photos everywhere you would go, you know, it would just, you know, people gathering around to take pictures and stuff of uh, uh, the vehicle. So I totally get you on the vibe. And I think that's why I'm a huge fan of your truck because it's like brings back uh, uh, those memories and, and how you can make something like that. Uh, just thinking outside of the box and it shows like for you guys, uh, you know, in uh, lawn care nation, listening to this, if you listen to some of the things that he's saying, he was very uh, deliberate about uh, the whole planning stage, even picking the color orange. It wasn't something like, hey, that's just been my favorite color forever. It was thinking about, you know, what color is going to stand out? You know, the name, Fresh Cuts, like that means, or, you know, it reminds me of orange. It reminds me of sunny days. It reminds, like you're correlating. And that's why I think there's such an impact when I look at it from the logo to the truck and everything. It just seems like some marketing firm came up with this. 
is because it all works like from the colors to the logos to the you know everything about it it just seems like it was so well thought out and deliberately put together um and that's why that it's just it's you know pretty mind blowing uh to me what what are your uh uh future plans cuz i think i even noticed too like you had like a an old coke cooler or something in the back of the truck mm-hmm. as well like you're like going mm-hmm. all in on the the <laughs> <laughs> the fifties vibe. I I yeah, I'd, I'd expect to see pictures of you in like uh, you know some uh, tight jeans and a white shirt with like cigarettes rolled up in the arm sleeve or something. <laughs> well, you know, to to be honest with you, like <laughs> that's really what I, I would I would have liked to have done that. You know, have the the white shirt and stuff. I actually considered that to be honest with you, but uh, you know, just as far as being out in the heat and and working, you know, I, I wanted long sleeves and the white shirt just. It's not going yeah, to yeah. cut it, really, and it gets so dirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and the Coke cooler, um, that was actually given to me several years ago, long before I even thought about starting a lawn business. Uh, a buddy of mine gave it to me. He knew I was, you know, he knew I like old stuff, and it had been sitting around for a long time. I just had never really, uh, I liked it, but I just didn't really have a use for it, I guess, and it was just kind of sitting there, and when I got that truck, I thought of it and I was like, I, I finally know what to do with that Coca-Cola cooler that's going on this truck. So. Yeah, yeah. That's what, do you, uh, do you actually use it? Do you put like ice or, you know, your water or stuff in it? Or is it just there for as there's like a showpiece? Um, yeah, I don't use it for a cooler, but I do use it. I have some hand tools and little like, you know, oils and stuff. Oh, awesome. Uh, bug spray and whatnot in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little awesome. bitty toolbox I use it for. Oh, that's awesome. And it just fits the whole, the whole theme uh of the 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 truck and stuff i've always thought about um uh, similarly doing an old truck like yours for my own business but not as for like i i didn't even think about using it for the business i always just thought of it uh in the area that i'm in um there's you know the old car uh sort of i mean it's sort of a suburb of the main uh, big city um and it's a very mm-hmm. car culture uh, where i'm at um like just in my own neighborhood uh i can count about 6 uh in total 55 56 and 57 Chevy Bel Airs in in my own neighborhood um and there's just old cars everywhere every time you know on a sunny day when people are out uh doing their gardening or coming home and they got their garages open you're like oh look there's a nice old barracuda in there or there's you know another 57 chevy in there or whatever right um so i always thought about doing an old truck for my business with like the old like hand lettered painted logos and stuff like that but I just thought of it as a way to advertise by going to all of the community car shows and having maybe an old push reel mower in the back of the bed or, or, or stuff like that. Um, and uh, I thought it'd be a great way, you know, having my history with uh, old vehicles and restoring vehicles. I thought, well, you know, that'd be a great way to um, be able to write off all the expenses of right of uh, restoring an old vehicle is to make yeah. it a, a business marketing tool. Uh, and, and, you know, having it all lettered up and everything for the business. Um, so yeah, very, uh, mm-hmm. very cool. But I never thought about actually using it, uh, you know, something like that, uh, for the business. And that's just, like I say, it's, it's marketing, uh, brilliance. Um, so one of the most, uh, common questions that I get in my business is what do I do in the winter time? 
So there in Texas, uh, is there a winter or off season in your business? Uh, and if so, uh, what do you do in the winter? And I know you guys have had a very strange um, last few weeks as well uh, there in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely strange uh, having, you know, seeing snow like that. And actually, it was, I went to the store one day and I seen a truck going down the street plowing snow. And I've never seen that in my life. And it was just, <laughs> I've seen it on Instagram with all the guys up north. And I was like, hey, there's actually a truck plowing snow. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in, in the wintertime, um, you know, we have leaf cleanups and hedge work and, and stuff like that. We definitely don't have any snow cleaning. Maybe some guys got after that this year, but, um, yeah. And, and, uh, I think in the wintertime, I'm, I want to focus on just kind of regrouping. Um, you know, in Texas summers are really hot and it, it does take a toll on you, especially working out in that, that heat from day to day. And I think it's a good time to regroup and kind of learn more business aspects and, figure out how I want to market for the next year and how I want to grow. And um, I'm also into photography. I've gotten into that a lot lately and I'd like to get into more, uh, you know, doing some photo shoots and, and kind of making uh, part-time income just doing that. Just because I, I think it's fun it's okay. to do. And it, speaking on my creative side, it's another way for me to be creative and I enjoy that. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, your photography uh, stands out too with the pic- just the pictures of the the pickup truck and and stuff that you did. Uh, you can see uh, that you've got uh, that creative eye uh, when it comes to the photos uh, as well. The different angles and stuff you're using, sort of down low angles and things, uh, were very cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your uh, future plans or goals for your business? Well, my goal for this year is just to to gain more customers and establish myself as a as a well-known business. I know, you know, people like I said have seen me driving around for the past year and a half or so and uh I just want to get my name out there more and and get myself more established and trusted in the community. Um a few years from now uh I I'm kind of on the fence if I want to hire an employee or not. Okay. Um, at some point, maybe it would be something that I want to do, or maybe even have just, you know, part-time help here and there when I need it. Um, I kind of feel like I, I really enjoy having the freedom of just not having employees. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of added stress having an employee worrying about, you know, am I going to make enough to pay this guy? And is he going to stick around? And, uh, I could see it being, a kind of a nightmare i'm sure it's also there's a lot of positives to having employees yeah. as well mm-hmm. um maybe it's just kind of how you structure your business and what you're looking for in your business but um as for right now i'm, I'm happy being a solo operator and doing my own thing and kind of learning things as i go and you know if one day uh you know i just get overwhelmed with work coming in and i feel like i could really use an employee and I'll look into that. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think we're uh, similar in that way too. I've been. This will be my sixteenth year starting in twenty twenty one in business, and I've been solo 
uh, every year uh, since that. And uh, there's times, yeah, that an employee would have uh, been handy and stuff, but, you know, you can always find uh, friends or family and stuff that can lend a hand on uh, certain jobs and things like that. And that's what I've done uh, over the years. Um, But, uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, personally, I enjoy just being by myself. I prefer it. Uh, and just, uh, you know, getting the work done uh, on my own. Uh, but uh, obviously, there's uh, other advantages to hiring employees and stuff and uh, being able to eventually, you know, uh, maybe step away from the day-to-day activities of actually doing the work uh, when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just going to uh, take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to ask you about uh, the weirdest thing that you've seen or has happened uh, during your business. So uh, stay tuned. Hey, Lawn Care Nation. Want to kickstart your lawn care business in the right direction? Introducing the Lawn Care Business Success Academy and the How to Price Lawns Profitably course. Save yourself the time and headaches of trying to figure out how to price lawn mowing jobs properly on your own. Learn about knowing your numbers and how to set a profitable hourly rate in five steps. Discover the five things to consider before quoting a lawn. What to look for when you're out in the field. How to spot red flags and what questions to ask prospective clients. Then learn how to put it all together and the best way to present a quote. So if you're ready to get your business on the road to profitability, then head over to LawnCareBusinessSuccessAcademy.com. Okay, so uh, as mentioned uh, previously there, uh, what uh, would you say uh, is the weirdest thing that you've ever seen or has happened to you uh, during your business? I know you've only been in business a year, so maybe uh, nothing has really quite happened uh, yet, uh, but is there anything, uh, any fun stories you can share so far? Yeah, um, as far as this business, I I can't really recall something that just, stands out that's just weird that happened. However, um, when I mowed lawns on the side you know, several years ago in school and whatnot, um, yep. there was kind of a weird time. I, this this uh, older lady called me to mow her lawn, and I got there, talked to her. We agreed on a price, mowed the lawn, and I went to her door when I was done, and she seemed to forget that I was there to even mow her lawn. Like, I, mm. like I didn't even do it. And she, she, she acted like that she didn't hire me to do that. And I never got paid for that. And it was just, it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. And I was pissed off, <laughs> but it was just so odd of somebody to like, act like, you know, I didn't hire you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was weird. I didn't know how to react to that situation mm-hmm. at the time. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that is that is very very strange. I wonder if uh, you said it's older lady. So I wonder if um, a previous guest uh, that I've uh, interviewed, we were talking about um, similar um, things like that happening, um, and you know, kind of uh, with like dementia in in some older clients, yeah, uh, where that can kind of happen. And uh, you know, I had a, a client uh, once that I mowed uh, for about a season, or not quite a season. Um, and then, um, they decided, uh, cause they were, they had a surgery or something, so they couldn't, uh, handle it. So I did it for the season. And then when they were better, they wanted to mow again. And then a few years later, um, you know, I'm, I'm working in the same neighborhoods and stuff and I'm mowing some other lawn and their car pulls up and, uh, the gentleman gets out and he asks me, uh, um, if I can come, uh, to his house to give him a quote for lawn maintenance, um, and, starts to tell me where he lives and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, you know, I know it. And, you know, I kind of was like, 
does he not remember that, you know, I mowed his lawn and stuff? And then uh, I went to go uh, quote him and I said, well, the lot, you know, when I was here, you know, a year ago mowing your lawn and stuff, and he had this blank look on my face and he said, no, you, you were never here. I said, oh, I mowed your lawn for like a year. And he's like, no, you didn't. I said, when you had your surgery and stuff like that. And then that really confused him because he kind of knew he had a surgery and stuff. And he's like, how did you like that? Right? And then that's when it clued in on me. And I was like, oh, you've got dementia. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay. So then I just yeah. left. I just left it alone. I said, you know, uh, you know, my mistake, you know, I must be confused with somebody else and that sort of thing. And, and then just gave him a quote for, <laughs> for the thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, something uh, with older, uh, you know, that is something that uh, seems to be more and more common uh, that you have to, uh, uh, you know, just uh, think about. And that could have been the case uh, at that time uh, with you and uh, and that person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely could have been. Yeah. So what is one uh, hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see that prevents other people <clears throat> from succeeding. So this is something that, you know, maybe you see uh, another company doing and you're like, oh, you know, that they shouldn't be doing that. That's, you know, that doesn't work. That's a good question. Um, I would have to say not being professional and mannered. Okay. Um, yeah. I think, I think a lot of people, you know, I've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh yeah. Um, people refer to these guys as guys in a truck and, I think you can be, I think there's two versions of being a guy in a truck because you can be a guy in a truck that shows up and your truck's dirty. You know, you're pulling in front of somebody's house and your truck's dirty and your equipment's just scattered everywhere in the truck bed and you get out and you don't have a uniform on and you, you just look dirty and it's like, okay, who's this guy coming to mow my lawn? You know, that's, that's how you come off to people. And nobody looks at you and wants you on their property. Yeah. And then there's a guy in a truck, you know, he's maybe he's not any bigger of a company. He's still just a guy in the truck, but he shows up and he's got a clean appearance, a clean truck and his equipment. You can see it's clean and it's organized everywhere. And it, it puts off such a different perspective of guy in a truck. Yep. I think standing out in that way and then they talk to you and it's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. And yep. thank you. And you have a smile on your face and you're not, you don't look like that you're just not wanting to be there. You look like you want to be there and you're ready to work. Yes. That goes a long way. With oh, people. huge, huge. That's something I've talked about many, many times is, uh, you know, always put on your best, uh, you know, smiling and attitude and always be happy. People don't want to be around people that are grumpy and, uh, you know, no. uh, and not, you know, enjoying the work and stuff like that. Always be excited. It goes a, a long way. Um, and another um, thing that kind of reminded me when you were saying that is, uh, you know, keep your uh, business professional all the way through. And this goes to social media. I see this all the time on Instagram and stuff. I remember seeing a company before uh, that, you know, they were doing awesome work, wicked stripes, you know, awesome edging, so crispy. It was like, so like fantastic. And then a Friday night happens and they've got like their Instagram stories and it's like gangster rap in the background with F-bombs happening. And he's got a coffee table with like 30 different bottles of alcohol and all this stuff going on. And, it's, and he's smoking. And it's like, 
what are you doing? Why would you, unless that's all your clients are like that? <laughs> you know, I, I, may be, I may be in the wrong. Maybe that's his clientele. Um, but from the looks of the houses and stuff that he was doing, is like, I don't think that's your clientele. Why would you put that on your Instagram? Put, you know, keep that on a personal Instagram. Don't put that on your business one. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's just crazy. Uh, some of the simple things that seem obvious um, that uh, some guys uh, run into uh, issues thinking uh, is okay. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I agree. If you've been doing this now full-time for a year, if you were to start uh, your business all over again, uh, what is one thing you would do differently? Well, man, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't know if there was, if there is something I would do differently. Not to say that I've done everything correctly or, you know, maybe there's things that I could have done that would be better if I did it a different way. But Mm -hmm. I think just getting in there and getting started and just figuring things out and, you know, it's going to lead you to where you need to be if you you really want to be there. Yep. I try not to look back on, you know, what what could I have done? What should I have done? And I try to always just, you know, it is what it is and focus on what I can do better and how I can improve in the future. and and try to have an outline of like where I want to be and just focus on getting there. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. So uh, going into it uh, now with the year again, um, what is your biggest frustration about running a lawn care business? <laughs> well, you know, definitely right off the bat, it's probably dealing with people to be honest. Um, okay. However, dealing with people is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like dealing with people. But there's also the other side of not liking dealing with people and <laughs> running into people that, you know, are just they're rude, they're mean, they, they look at you as just, you know, scum, just, you know, just some guy that just mows lawns and, you know, just, just getting past all that and, and trying not to focus on that side of, you know, there's good and bad people everywhere. So yeah, trying to just stay focused on, on people who appreciate your services and actually you know, care about your company and your business and your well-being and stuff. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, there's there's that that two-sided uh, part of it, right? Everybody's got, uh, um, you know, those those uh, types of things. Their personalities are different, and and people can be mean spirited and 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 just sometimes not uh, uh, not really care. Um, uh, about uh you know uh who you are or what you're doing and and that sort of thing and uh it can be uh kind of disappointing and and frustrating um when you're dealing with that um absolutely agree um what would you say is one resource that you've used the most in building your lawn care business well uh definitely um audio books and youtube okay um no yes for one but those two I, i use those non-stop especially when i was first getting going and i told you how i was googling about lawn care yeah i was really just expecting to like come across maybe some articles or something and then to come across this whole lawn care community online of businesses you know talking about what they do and other people talking about what they do and everybody is just for the most part so eager and willing to reach out to people or answer people's questions and help each other grow um you know, just, just getting established online and being able to learn so much the way other people do things, that's definitely been my biggest resource. Okay, very cool. So uh, what is one thing 
people don't realize about running a lawn care business? I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that it's it's not just a bunch of money that you get right away. And, you know, some people look at it as, oh, man, you just you made thirty five dollars and it took you 30 minutes to do that. I mean, that's all you must be making so much money. You know, and it's like, yeah, well, it's not it's not always like that. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff you have to pay for on the side, like business insurance and your fuel and your equipment and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, there's a lot. Yeah, of, I would say that. Yeah, there's a lot of time as well uh, that you're not getting paid. Uh, a lot of driving time, a lot of quoting time, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff too. Um, share uh, this next question. We're down to uh, the last two questions here. Um, this next question is again uh, one that I really, uh, really uh, enjoy, uh, and that is uh, share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. But I want you to come at this from the point of view that the person asking you is somebody that you know, somebody that you like, and that you only want to see the best for. So if somebody like that were to come up to you, Andrew, and say, uh, you know, Andrew, I'm thinking about starting a uh, lawn care business. Uh, What's your best piece of advice for me? My best piece of advice would be to find a way that suits your personality in a way that you can stand out amongst everybody else. And and for me, that was the whole truck and, and everything, but it doesn't have to be an old vehicle. It can be something that's more personable to you. And I mean, if you think about, if there was a, I don't know, a, a giant Jeep van driving around town, I mean, that's going to stand out. That's going to yep. catch people's attention. Oh, what is this Jeep van? Oh, it's a mowing. And then people will talk, hey, have you seen that Jeep van running around? You know, something to get people talking to other people about. Yeah, I think you know to stay stay memorable and to keep people thinking about you. And when that person uh, say they saw that pink van, you know, and then spring gets here and they're like, man, I need somebody to. Oh yeah, I saw that pink van. Mm-hmm. Let's look them up. Yeah, very. Um, just just keeping people thinking about you and keeping people, uh, you know, knowing who you are. I think I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, very, very cool. There's, uh, as you were saying that, uh, remind me of a local company uh, that I've seen around, uh, and it's uh, two ladies, and they do just uh, gardening stuff. So they just do like flower planting and uh, like pruning stuff. They don't do mowing or anything like that. And they drive like these, mm-hmm. the little like smart cars, um, and they're, oh, yeah. it's painted up like red with the dots and stuff, and the company's called Ladybug Landscaping. Um, so they have this tiny, oh, yeah, tiny good. little car that looks like a little ladybug painted up like a ladybug, and that's their company name and stuff. And I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. That stands out as something being different. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, any uh, actually, I'm gonna throw in another question. Any uh, future plans uh, for uh, the truck and the look and stuff? I can see um, cool vintage sort of washed out looking t-shirts that you could sell with your truck and trailer <laughs> on them and stuff. I'm like, man, there's like hard, <laughs> major like merch opportunities just <laughs> just with that. Yeah. Uh- yeah, someday I would like to have some merch. Um, uh, and, and as far as the truck is what I want to do to it, I, I want to add some, you know, you see the old trucks like that that have the wooden boards on the side of the bed. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I want to add, I want to add that kind of on the other side of my racks behind my racks. And I also want to add that on my trailer just to kind of give it that more, that older look. Yeah. Yeah. More. And I also want to, you, you mentioned earlier about the uh, hand painted lettering and stuff on yeah. the vehicles. And I, I want to add, I don't know if I, I've, I've debated about going hand painted or not because I like the idea if it's a sticker, you know, if I want to change it down the road, it'd be easy yeah. to pull the sticker off and change something. So, um, but yeah, I definitely want to add more branding on my truck, you know, get my website on there and make my phone number bigger and, you know, just add more ways for people to look at my truck, see it, my website, my number, ways to reach out to me. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Well, I'm sure there's ways now, um, you know, I know with the uh, standard uh, vinyl decals and stuff, it was always like one color and, you know, they cut out the letters and you get like a vintage font and stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. sure now with these full color printing, um, you know, uh, sign machines and stuff now that they could probably, there's probably fonts out there that look like hand you know, lettered painted, uh, where, when it prints out, it looks like it's like a hand lettered, uh, sign really close. Um, I'm sure there's something, yeah. uh, something like that too. And I was just, uh, thinking as you were uh, talking there too, I was like, uh, you know, if you ever did expand and have crews and stuff, wouldn't it be so cool to have like multiple old trucks like that and, uh, have like yeah. the, the fleet of like these old Chevy GMC trucks, uh, cruising around. Wouldn't that be a, a pretty neat, uh, mm-hmm. thing to see? Uh, so, yeah. uh, last question, very, very simple one for you. And that is how can people follow you online? People can follow me online. I'm, I'm most active on Instagram and that's at fresh cuts LM. And also I have some YouTube videos, the same name. And, uh, that's something I want to do more this year is put out some more YouTube videos, equipment reviews and stuff like that. So. Very, very cool. So uh, thank you very much, Andrew, for uh, taking the time and uh, coming on to the show. Uh, I really do appreciate it. You're literally, uh, you know, when I saw your Instagram uh, last year, I was like, this is definitely somebody that I got to keep in mind when I start doing the interviews again in the wintertime that I want to talk to uh, because that truck is just marketing brilliance. Uh, So thank you very much for taking the time uh, and coming on to the show to talk about it. Yes, sir, Julia. I certainly appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview episode with Andrew Tucker from Fresh Cuts uh, Lawn Maintenance. Make sure, like seriously, make sure you go to his Instagram uh, and uh, follow him there. Check out uh, the pictures of his truck, his trailer, his whole setup. You'll see exactly uh, what I'm talking about and just the marketing brilliance behind uh, having a setup like that amid all of your competition. Think about all the guys around running those new trucks uh, with standard, you know, black open landscaping trailers and stuff like that. And then you see this uh, 49, uh, 1949 pickup truck coming down the road in that bright orange and cream with the matching trailer. Just absolutely awesome. So make sure uh, you guys go out and uh, follow him there. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.